0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show And online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Big show today. We have the Grill Nationals in studio. We have, uh, from my l- right to my left, uh, Johnny Kenny Hertz from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? I'm good. And Danny Pfeiffer, the owner and uh, entrepreneur of Catalyst Government Affairs.
0: Not to be confused with Catalyst from True Detective.
1: From True Detective, that's right. <laughs> correct. Uh, they'll be in studio for the first segment, third and fourth today. I want to thank our partners and supporters since we have two of them here today. Uh, I want to thank Krecher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group. <laughs> Andrew Bash, uh, John Kinney Hertz from Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law. Uh, Catalyst, as we mentioned, Danny Piper, who's a contributor and guest co-host. The Rieger Hotel Grill and & Exchange and Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey, Ryan Maybe. Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink, thank you for supporting Grill Nation and partnering with us uh, throughout our journey here on Grill Nation. Very good show today. We're going to get into a lot of hot topics here with the Grill Nationals. And in our second segment today, we will have on Katie Lynch, the CEO of Tech Week. Uh, big group uh, coming here. Tech Week is going to be happening in Kansas City September 14th through twenty. I think you're really going to enjoy the interview in the second segment today with Katie Lynch, the CEO of Tech Week, great person, and uh, going to be a really great interview. Uh, let's get started here with the Girl Nationals. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's great to be here. Great to have you in studio. We're, we're missing Andrew today. Um, we'll see him again soon, hopefully.
0: Yeah, he uh, just found me a house, so I think maybe he's out.
1: Using all your money up? He, that you commission
0: dollars? Spending all that money, and uh, he, maybe he's on vacation. I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll talk about him later in the show. <laughs> We want to start off hot today. Uh, tell me what you guys, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs and have their own businesses. Uh, and, you know, there's this, this this story, there's always this 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 problem with, do you start a business with a friend or do you work with your friends? Do you start a business with your family? It, it's, let's start with friends first. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Because it's something I, I struggle with uh, from time to time. Let's start off with John.
0: Well, I mean, I've seen it go both ways. I don't know if it's as simple as is it a good idea or a bad idea, but I will tell you this. I think it's a lot more difficult to have maybe some of the, at least from what I've seen, to have some of the conversations that are required when you're running a business, whether you have a friend as an employee or a friend as a business partner, um, that sometimes, you know, when you are able to separate business and friendship, um, without having to, from the start, meaning you're only hiring people that you know on a business level. I think that a lot of times that works out better than hiring a friend.
2: Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I think, look, it's easier when you're starting a business to bring in people that you know and trust, right? It isn't always easier once a business is established to manage those relationships because they get complicated. I know from my own personal experience, at least, because I'm fairly... Um, sort of emotional person and a lot of my decisioning sometimes is driven by emotion. It, it's, it over time becomes more and more difficult, frankly. Um, I've never, I've had business relationships with friends, but never owned a business with a friend. I could say there's a difference there I think in that we had mutually exclusive interests in businesses, but we didn't necessarily own it together. I've hired friends um, and work with a friend today in my business. Um, And sometimes it is hard. Sometimes you have business uh, disagreements that, you know, bleed over into the friendship and, and vice versa, and it's hard to manage. I think it just depends on your personality and your profile, what the business is like, setting, and it's like everything else. It's like setting, to John's point, setting a clear uh, expectation and direction early in the relationship and managing that. And frankly, it's like every other relationship, communicating and making sure that you both are on the same page uh, throughout the duration as much as you can be and understand each other's expectations.
0: I think those two points are probably key, which is, Setting the expectation from the beginning, because, mm-hmm.
1: um, but that's hard though. Because let's say you have a friend, and you have a friend who wants a job, and you have another friend who has a company, right? And you, you feel great about it. You connect them. He starts working for them. Then two months later, three months later, well, I don't have enough money to pay your friend, and then. <laughs> There's so many different uh, obstacles, right? Or
2: when you introduce your neighbor to one of your best friends and they start a law practice together.
1: Yeah,
0: so that's how I met my law partner was through Danny. Um, And, you know, at at first I was general counsel for a private equity firm and he does a lot of, um, you know, financial regulatory law. And so I thought maybe this would be a good guy to hire uh, to do some work for us as outside counsel. As things, you know, progress and I moved back to Kansas City, it made sense for us to open up a firm. And, you know, we're friends, but our relationship was built on business first. Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't have it the other way around.
1: That's right. Um, wh- how, how do you handle that, John? Because as an attorney, I'm sure you have many friends who call you for legal oh, advice. Yeah. And I know I do, too. Yeah. With- <laughs> I got a traffic ticket in Parkville. Can you help me out, buddy? Oh, Or, yeah, or, well. or, or hey, can I do that this? Sounds you do that sounds more like a
2: favor than legal advice. We'll, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, though. Every
1: time John goes to a, uh, yeah, a happy hour, that's what somebody happens. is coming up to him and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that gets kind of hard, too, with friends in that situation.
0: I totally agree. So I took a class called uh, Law Firm Management in law school that uh, I recall very specifically the attorney that taught the class, he was an adjunct professor, meaning that you know he just came in to teach this one class, had his own law practice. And he said that was going to happen, mm-hmm. and it does happen. And his advice was, if it was more than just an answer to a simple question, tell the person to make an appointment and come into your office. And a lot of people are put off by that, but at the same time... You know, we're in a weird business in the law business, and I guess somewhat in your business as well. I think it's true in a lot of different businesses. By the way, Jason,
2: if you're selling socks, some people like to get socks for free. I I would assume, (laughs) you know. So I think it's true both ways, and it's I think it's a uh, you know I think it's a natural segue into a part of the conversation, John, that you can really speak to, which is, and I was going to speak from it from a family perspective. My grandfather owned a business, and my uncle took it over, Mm -hmm. and there were some issues amongst the siblings, my aunts and uncles, my mom in regards to how the transition worked and what the, you know, what the next 20 years of that business look like. And it became very complicated to navigate very quickly. And so the question is then when do you actually get legal involved? When do you have an attorney sit down and, and write out and make a plan for the, you know, for the future of the business and so that it's very specific? And, and again, I think to their point earlier, I mean, the earlier you can do those things probably the better.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll answer that one more thing real quickly on, on the favors. (laughs) Uh, I oftentimes ask people straight up if they're a friend of mine and they're comfortable enough asking me, I'll say, are you asking me for a favor or are you asking me to do legal work for you? And a lot of my friends will say, no, 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 I want to pay you. I want you to do real legal work for me. And sometimes, you know, somebody will say, I just need a favor. Right. And, if they need it immediately and it's a good friend, I'm gonna do it, right? But if it's something that takes doesn't take precedent over the rest of my business, I mean, a favor's you know gonna probably go to the end of the line. So True. Anyway, it's just like when you loan somebody money. I don't know if you've ever loaned a friend money. I always ask them, "Are you asking for a gift?" And I'll if you really need it, and I'm gonna give it to you. Or are you asking for a loan that you're going to pay back? Just be honest with me.
1: Yeah, be, be honest with we got to get going to break yeah. here, guys. Uh, we'll be back after the break with Katie Lynch, CEO of Tech Week. And then after that interview, we're going to be back with John and Danny on Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop
2: laughing, but I don't know. Yeah. Welcome
1: back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Also want to thank you for listening today on our podcast on iTunes and on TuneIn Radio. Appreciate the folks that hit us up. Uh, via their cell phones or online. Also, you can reach out to us at grillnationshow.com and also on talk980am.com. I have a list of all of the old shows, podcasts, great guests. Uh, really excited to continue the momentum here at Grill Nation. The Grill Nationals, uh, have stepped out for this interview. They, I think they are, uh, they're busy, you know, uh, grabbing a beer or something. I don't know what they're doing, but, uh, very excited to have, the CEO of Tech Week. Tech Week is coming to Kansas City September 14th through 20th, Katie Lynch. How are you? It's great to have you on. Um, So for our listeners who aren't aware or don't know enough about Tech Week yet, uh, give our listeners a little bit of an elevator pitch about what Tech Week is and what it does.
3: I would love to, yes. So Tech Week is a national tech conference and festival that currently takes part in seven cities, so six cities domestically and one city internationally. Uh, We just expanded to Havana, Cuba, which is exciting. Um, But essentially, we are a week-long festival um, that celebrates everybody within the local tech startup ecosystem. So that's everyone from startup founders to technologists to media and press to students. Uh, engineers, uh, VCs. Really, we are responsible for bringing all of these people together to mingle and network and learn about technology, all facets of technology.
1: That's great. And so um, you guys are based in Chicago, is that right?
3: We certainly are. Yep, downtown Chicago.
1: And you have, um, you've had festivals in what other cities now? So our listeners can know what cities you've had them in.
3: Yep, absolutely. So we started our company in 2011 in Chicago, um, and we have since expanded to Detroit, uh, New York, L.A., Miami, Havana, um, and Kansas City was the sixth city that we announced earlier this year.
1: So tell us why why Kansas City. Why did you guys – obviously, those are some major cities um, that you guys have been in, and you've been very successful in those cities – uh, why was Kansas City kind of chosen to be your next uh, city? Obviously, I think it was chosen before Havana, which that we'll get into that. That's that's awesome. But Kansas City kind of was, was after Detroit. Why, why did Kansas City get the nod for a, a big Tech Week festival?
3: That's a fantastic question. So to take a step back, uh, before launching Kansas City as our sixth host city, uh, we as a team had built a strong connection with some of the great organizations from within the area. Um, so, Think Big Partners and Influence & Co. have been on stage to speak in other Tech Week cities to share their stories around entrepreneurship. Um, you know, what's, what's appealing about Kansas City from a technology perspective? Well, Casey's exciting, uh, you know. Uh, to us right now, really for the nationally significant technology initiatives that have begun here, um, such as Cisco Smart City Initiative and the uh, Google Fiber Project um, from back in 2012. Um, you know, there's also many globally significant tech companies that are based here, right, like Sprint, DSI, Cerner, Garmin, uh, VML, H&R Block. Um, and certainly the Kaufman Foundation, who I met earlier today, you know, they these are all big companies who have done a lot to further innovation in their respective verticals and industries. Um, it's also just very clear... Uh, that there's just a, a huge sense of pride and community in Kansas City just surrounding technology. So we're just, we're absolutely delighted to be here, and it's one of the biggest reasons why we decided to launch here.
1: Well said. We're talking to Katie Lynch, the CEO of <laughs> Tech Week. Uh, Katie, for our listeners, where are you from originally? You definitely I, don't have a Kansas question, City accent. <laughs>
3: I'm not, yeah, I'm not from Kansas City. Sorry to disappoint, but um, I am from Edinburgh, Scotland, and I moved to Chicago about eight years ago from the UK. And when I first moved to Chicago, I worked for a very cool travel startup called Where I've Been Essentially Managing All of Their Marketing. And um, Did that for about two and a half years, got very good at it. I was self-taught. And so, interestingly, that travel startup sold to TripAdvisor in 2010. And so I decided to embrace my entrepreneurial spirit and start my own marketing agency, which I called Social Katie, which helps tech entrepreneurs and helps tech startups with their branding and with their marketing initiatives. And so I ran Social Katie for about four and a half years, until that business got acquired by a UX uh, experience design agency in Chicago called Manifest Digital. Mm-hmm. So my whole company merged with Manifest. Uh, in the summer of 2014, and uh, <laughs> as all as all entrepreneurs do, uh, you know, I had kind of that come to Jesus moment where I was like, "Oh wow!" You know, I've 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 seen what it's like to run a company. I've seen what it's like to raise, uh, you know, money for a company, and I've seen what it's like to soul, sell a company. So I quickly decided that I wanted to run another technology company again, and so the the chairman of the board, the chairman of the Tech Week board, his name Ian Shovlin. Him and I got into some really great conversations about me becoming more involved in Tech Week, and so I took the CEO position of Tech Week in May of this year.
1: Yeah, you definitely have an entrepreneurial background. That's awesome. I. Uh... I was curious because for our listeners that don't know, you are relatively new at Tech Week. I mean, earlier this year. So you're kind of, you're kind of, uh, uh, coming in hot as you will and, and, and getting everything moving here pretty quickly, which is great. Now you've got, uh, you had Chicago Tech Week earlier, uh, under your belt, right? Since you've been CEO. Mm-hmm. And now well, the next yep. one will be Kansas City, obviously. Um, Katie, tell us about kind of, I, I have the, the list, uh, up right now of what the week kind of entails. I know that, it's a it's a September fourteenth through twentieth. Um, let's go through some of uh, some of the days here. I mean, so you start off with a kickoff party at the Boulevard brewery presented by Zanelli on Monday. Um, you guys will be having different events throughout the week. Wednesday is the big data summit. Uh, you're gonna have a keynote and then Thursday and Friday really yeah. is kind of the the speakers and uh, the meat of the uh, of of tech week Tacy, K- isn't
3: it? Yeah, you are absolutely correct, so you're right. so Monday is our kickoff party. Tuesday is our grand tour. So, for those of you that have never been to a Tech Week before, we essentially do office tours of amazing tech spaces throughout Kansas City. Um, so that's being presented by Copacan Brooks, uh, Brooks, excuse me. And that will be followed by a happy hour at Corrigan Station in the evening on Tuesday evening. Um, on Wednesday, you are correct. Uh, we have partnered with Don Peterson and the Big Data Summit. So there's going to be thought leaders and industry experts that are going to come together on Wednesday and Thursday to share insights and trends and technologies that are shaping the future of big data. Um, and then that will be followed by two networking events that are sponsored by Lead Bank and VML. Thursday and Friday are the biggest days. Uh, the conference and expo is going to be taking place at Union Station, as well as our hiring fair, which is going to be taking place at KC Live. Uh, we will also, on Thursday and Friday, host the fight round of the inaugural Launch KC Grants Competition, where uh, tech entrepreneurs compete to receive one of up to ten fifty thousand grants um, to help take their business to the next level. Right. And then, uh, Saturday and Sunday, we will finish up the conference and festival with a hackathon, which will be taking place at Think Big Partners.
1: That's a, so a, a busy week. Busy week, Katie. A
3: busy week.
1: You guys also will be having, um, you know, in addition to the Launch KC Grants competition, with up to fifty thousand dollars, granted to ten companies that are going through the process right now of being reviewed. You're also going to have a, a Kansas City. Um, you're going to have a watch party for the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night, with the Launch KC finalists announced that night, as well as many speakers, some of which we've heard of. You're, you've got the co-founder of Tinder, I believe, speaking at this year's Tech Week KC. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we have, honestly, a mind-blowingly awesome lineup. We have Jonathan Bedeen, you're right, the co-founder and VP of Product at Tinder. We have Jim McKelvey, who's the co-founder of Square. Uh, we have Anand Sanwal from CB Insight, Jace Wilson, CEO of Neighborly, uh, Blake Miller from Think Big Partners, uh, we also have some um, awesome women in tech. So we have Kristen Smith, uh, CEO of Code Fellows, as well as Tiffany Stannard, who's the CEO of We Are um, If you go to our website, you can see the full lineup of speakers. Um, and we're currently adding a few this week and next week, too.
1: Yeah, and that's at uh, techweek.com?
3: Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I believe it's techweek.com forward slash Kansas City.
1: Yeah, if you go to the website, they have a list of great things. I know you're on Twitter too at Tech Week KC. Um, Real quickly, talk to us about the hiring fair. I know it's unique.
3: Yeah, no, it definitely is. So we are going to be having um, some big companies there, some startups there. So if you are someone that is looking for, you know, a new role, or if you're a student that is graduating and you're looking, you know, to start your career. Definitely bring your resume along. We're gonna have great companies there um, that are just highlighting some of the big roles that they're hiring for, whether it's in technology or marketing or sales.
1: Yeah, and that's gonna be on Thursday at Tech Week KC. Katie Lynch, CEO of Tech Week, awesome to have you here on Grill Nation. Uh, you're a great person and doing great work uh, for Tech Week. Looking forward to having you in Kansas City again down the road, and uh, love to have you on again on the radio show as we, uh, we get closer and closer to Tech Week KC, September 14th through 20th.
3: Absolutely, Jason. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks, Katie. Talk to you soon. Have a great day.
3: Take care. Cheers. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. We'll be right back on Grill Nation.
3: First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right.
0: Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah,
3: you can tell everybody, go ahead and tell everybody, I'm
1: the man, I'm the man. I'm Welcome the back man. to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Back with the Grill Nationals for our third segment today. Uh, we have John Kinney Hertz and Danny Piper, who are Grill Nationals. Uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your businesses real quickly. Uh, John, start with us on sure. Kinney Barry.
0: So. Uh, I've been practicing law for a little over a decade. Um, started a firm about mm, almost three years ago now. And we do a lot of, uh, financial regulatory law. We do a lot of securities law and I do a ton of work with entrepreneurs, which is part of the reason I'm here and part of the reason you and I, uh, know each other so well. So anybody that's, you know, starting a new business or has one that's been operating for a while that needs to make changes. Call me. That's what I do.
1: John's John's very good at that. He's uh, definitely someone I recommend uh, very, very strongly on the legal front. Danny,
2: uh, president, CEO of Catalyst. We are a multi-state government affairs firm, but we have a focus in Missouri. We do a lot of work representing clients to um, the Kansas City Council to, and to the state legislature um, primarily. I've um, been in business for about nine years, represent a lot of emerging technologies, mm-hmm. companies like Uber. Uh, Tesla Motors, Coinbase, which is a big Bitcoin virtual currency company, um, and others, um, and uh, based here in Kansas City. Yes, very successful uh, government affairs
1: firm that's growing rapidly in Missouri and throughout the country. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for co-sponsoring and uh, partnering up with Grill Nation. Really enjoy our conversations. Uh, We get you guys on about once a month. Um, love to have you on more, but we're going to get into some fun topics here. Uh, right. Donald Trump, who is now, he's done through the, uh, the Fox News debate, which was a few weeks ago. Obviously, I enjoyed watching it. Um, he's now still leading in the polls. His, his lead did not diminish at all after that debate and it kind of remained around 25%. And, uh, that's kind of been steady here. So people across the country, pundits are starting to think, well, you know, he might be able to win the, uh, the actual primary, uh, if he wins Iowa. What are your guys' thoughts on uh Donald Trump and kind of the debate and how he's kind of you know survived everyone kind of went after him well, you stand I mean and the media hit
2: him yeah, yeah go. he survived the debate I mean that was the main you know the, the, the I think a lot of his opponents when you look and I have friends at work um for several of um not for Donald but for several of the other um uh, president republican contenders, and I think that their hope is that he implodes, you know, and so he didn't is the bottom line. He said some things and created some controversy. Um, around that for a couple of days, but he's come out um, almost stronger than he went into it. Right. Um, and so I think that there are hopes that this guy is going to uh, self-implode are probably um, not going to come true. Don't you know? think
0: it's just a matter of time before that happens?
2: I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Here's my view I on I thought Donald it Trump's...
1: was too, but I don't know anymore because he says whatever he wants
0: up yeah. there. And everyone here's the just... thing,
2: Jason. You've been around politics. We've both been around politics for a long time now, long enough. We're lifetime. getting old, man. Or we are getting saying. old. Uh, We are getting old. Here's here's my thoughts on Trump in this regard. He's a tough candidate to beat in the traditional way that people beat their opponents in politics. In that everything that he has done or said is out there, right? Mm -hmm. So typically, you have candidates who have things that haven't you know attack taxes they didn't pay or a controversy you didn't know about, and you set on it and you wait and you 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 put it out there and their numbers you know tank and you beat them. Everyone knows everything there is to know about Donald Trump, and he reaffirms everything you know about him every single day. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty fascinating case study in politics where you have a guy who is really a celebrity that everyone knows. They know all the downsides. But here's what I here's why I think people like him. Can we get into that? Yeah, why I think yeah, his yeah, message yeah. is resonating. People like the fact that he says what he thinks, that he means what he says. Yeah. They don't, they are, and I believe this. We all sit around and joke about, you know, he's a little bit crazy. He's a little kooky, right? He says some things that probably don't necessarily appeal to the vast majority of the population. But there will, I think most voters are willing to discount a little bit of craziness for someone that they know is saying something they believe in. Yeah, okay. but there's my counterpoint to that is that he's changed his opinion on about every
1: issue, right? Over the last 20
2: well, years. Well, then that, or that actually there's of... a
1: story that in the last month he's changed his he's changed his stance on 20 different things. Right. But okay. isn't
0: that true of just about every yeah, politician?
1: How does that make him
2: different about, than it's more any other? Style with This Trump. is and this isn't a partisan statement. Mm-hmm. How does that make him different than any other politician exactly. in the, in the in the eyes of the average voter, not people like us okay. who are entrenched in politics? Sure. But when you, if you're an average guy that gets up every day and goes to work, and you just, you know, you click on the news or read the news on the on, on the internet for for fifteen twenty minutes a day, you t- kind of believe that about politicians anyway. Right. That's true. And so I think his style, it's just,
1: it, some of it's just unreal. Like in that debate when he's like, "I wanted Hillary to invite me to her daughter's wedding." I'm like, "Did he really just say that?" <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. And
0: then I saw he was at, at the state fair in Iowa, and he offered free helicopter rides <laughs> to all these kids standing exactly. Behind him. And, of course, the helicopter's got his name on it, and it's just like, this is absurd. (laughs) Who doesn't love that? You know, one thing I will say about it, and I watched most of that debate, and part of it seemed as if I was watching, like, a Saturday Night Live skit, (laughs) but it was wildly entertaining. Regardless... I think he's doing a lot of the things that people claim they want out of a president, which is they want somebody who's been successful in business. They want somebody who's run a company. They want somebody who's maybe experienced some failure. His his answer as to his uh bankruptcy of multiple entities, I thought was
2: perfect. Yeah.
0: It's it, I agree. people file bankruptcy all the time and yes, I enjoyed the protection of the bankruptcy laws. That's what they're there for. You know and it I mean? resonates
2: with people fail and yeah, it resonates exactly. with people. I think the things that he's being attacked on are actually emboldening him in a way. It's really interesting to watch. Again, I think it's a case study. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to see his candidacy develop and evolve and to watch the more interesting to watch how the other candidates are trying to figure out ways to deal mm-hmm. with him because they don't have their arms around it. And I'll tell you from what I, what a lot of what I'm reading and what I'm hearing about Iowa. Is that he has a very legitimate political operation. It's not just profile, it's not just Donald Trump out talking and being Donald, the Donald it's, it, it is. he has a very legitimate he has op, he has a very good team of operatives that he's hired, and they have a ve- and they're organizing Iowa aggressively. They have a real political operation behind the profile. so I think I think it would be a mistake to, to discount him to be honest. Did you guys, as crazy did, as it sounds: I, I know mean, right
0: Did you guys see the uh, video of Obama from the correspondence dinner? Years ago? yeah. No, 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 recently, where he was just ripping on Trump and about how he was making the difficult decisions about firing meatloaf off of The Apprentice for (laughs) doing something ridiculous. And I'll tell you, at first I was like, you know what, that's kind of funny, and maybe Obama's right. But at the same time, I thought he looked like kind of a jerk because— Trump's out there doing all kinds of different things, and I think that maybe it was more detrimental, at least, you know, my opinion, after watching that video, because, like you said, a lot of the things people are saying about him are really just making him more popular.
2: Yeah, Teflon, Don, well, steal the- a term. I mean, really, everything <laughs> bounces off this guy. And frankly, I mean, legitimately, whether it's the president or it's any of his opponents in the Republican primary, they've come out worse for attacking him, and he's right. come out stronger. So. Mm-hmm. It it it's very interesting. I don't know how you know. No one can predict how it shapes up. It's a nat, he's leading in national polls. I don't know about the Iowa polls yet, but uh, he's he's yeah. No, he is leading in Iowa. Wow.
0: Could you imagine if we're sitting here, what a year from now, a year and a half from now, a year, yeah, saying
2: we're doing the
1: we're doing the grill national show talking about the uh, the debate between Donald Trump and uh, yeah. maybe Hillary, maybe it'll Joe be, Biden, or selling.
0: or saying Donald Trump is our new president.
1: Okay, well, now I know your reaction. (laughs) That'll be interesting. I, I enjoy it, but here's the thing, like, you know, we got a lot of time left, right? But I don't think, I think he's, the media keeps
2: covering him. Yeah. He's on every. He's on MSNBC seventy one you know, times. Yesterday, I, I joked with some. Yeah, that's true. I joked with some political friends uh, the other day. I mean, Fox News is almost like the Donald Trump channel. I mean, every segment is something about Donald Trump. Right. I'm not saying those two are mutually exclusive. I'm just saying that there's that much coverage of him.
1: So he's keeping up in the polls. It's
0: amazing
2: name recognition, man. Well, so
1: when Obama
0: got elected, part of you know what we heard about was his outward PR through Facebook and new technologies and reaching younger people. Do you think that he's doing that? Or that that's actually just happening because of who he is and what he says?
2: It's a bit of a phenomenon, I think. I mean, it's just because of his celebrity and profile, he's getting a lot of attention. Right. Um, but he has a platform to speak from that's bigger than most of the other candidates, and he's taking and advantage of a bank
0: account bigger than most candidates. Yeah.
2: So yeah.
1: you guys, uh, we got a couple minutes left in this segment. Um, talk to me about, have you gone on any vacays this summer? Any summer vacays? Any advice for any of our listeners on where they should uh, travel to if they – have a little extra bucks because i know september and october are cheap times to travel here in our country i know danny travels a lot i've
0: got one and i think you were just there yeah i know you were just there recently um
1: my girlfriend and i went to colorado Ooh, girlfriend Uh uh-huh i heard that i heard that loudly it's strongly (laughs) breaking news we need to get a breaking news uh Sound here at the Grill Nation. Uh,
0: but anyway, we went to Vail and. Oh, did, congratulations, by the way. Uh, on, you know how many female <laughs> listeners <laughs>
1: just clicked, clicked away? We just you know lost, many, we just lost, lost our entire female <laughs> yeah, demographic. Right.
0: right. John Kinnear. Uh, uh, so anyway, wow, no, I'm kind of thrown. Um, no, so anyway, we went to Vail and I'd never been to Colorado in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, a lot of people have, but I mean, we did like whitewater rafting. We did, uh, the like four wheelers, biking, um, hiking. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, we had it the same experience. So cool. Similar
2: experience. We had three destination weddings this summer. and It kind of uh, imposed on our normal travel. Yeah. Um, but we were looking. You know, I have three little kids, so it kind of changes the dynamic. We were looking for something to do, and I I had never realized that Vale is a very popular uh, summer destination for families, particularly from Kansas City. Yeah. Really, and so yeah. yeah, I was I was surprised that we'd had a bunch of friends who were going, and so we scheduled a week. Uh, about two weeks ago, we went out for seven days and had a fantastic time. Did a lot of things that John did. In fact, we spent most of our time with our co-host, who's missing today, uh, Andrew Bash and oh, his family. Oh my gosh! Who are out? Who might out still again. be there? Who are staying? Ne- <laughs> they stayed next door to us. We had a lot oh, of great, they? a lot of great time. Yeah, our kids played out in Vale Village. We went to great dinners. And the funny thing is, we li- we kept count. We ran into six other Kansas City uh, couples who we know who were there by chance at the yeah, same time. We were including the there. people who live next door to us we didn't even know we're going. So, it, Vail Village in the summer is a great place. Vail Village, Colorado. Is the place to go if you Did you fly Texas into Denver? Yeah. We flew into Denver and drove up because it was easier, but, you know, you can fly directly into, uh, you can fly into, uh, uh, Vail. I, what's the airport? The, uh, I don't remember. I do know. The know it, airport. Golden, Eagle. Yeah. I, I know, know they're, uh, one of the American economic Flyman.
0: development
1: girls that's up there, she and I went out a long time ago. She now moves in Vail. So, well, she should have connected you guys. It's a great a lot, I lot think travel.
2: Colorado's the place to be. I had never vacationed there either. Like John, I'd always gone other places. And we'd spend, a, usually, we'd go to Laguna, uh, where John used to live, yeah. uh, for, for five years or so. It's a lot a closer. Yeah. A lot wow. closer. Guys, Thanks after the mind. break, we'll be
1: right back with our final segment here on Grill Nation. We're gonna get into some interesting topics following the break. Thank you. We could fly. Cause we all have ways. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Last segment today with the Grill Nationals. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com as well as iTunes and TuneIn Radio. I want to quickly run through our sponsors and partners. Kretcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Catalyst Government Affairs, The Rieger Hotel Grill & Exchange, Kansas City Power & Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank it's you very much. to do those quickly. We'll be doing them quicker. We're going to add more and more. Let's keep, keep things moving here on Grill Nation. Guys. Interesting topic. Um, again, you can connect with us at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. the da- The airport in Kansas City. What are your thoughts on that? We've had the discussion about a single terminal, renovating the airport, keeping it in the Northland. What What are your thoughts? Let's go with Danny first. Move it. <laughs> sorry, was-
2: sorry to my friends from the Northland. Uh, no, I know that's not likely going to happen, so we shouldn't waste time talking about it. But you know, I, as someone who travels weekly, literally um, from you know, kind of mid city. Um, it's tough to get up there. It's tough to get back. But that said, I will say, um, as someone who travels, I've been in almost every airport in the country. Um, it is—it's a magnificent airport, and it's very efficiently and effectively run. It doesn't have all the amenities that some airports have. Um, you know, finally now, Uber can do pickups and drop-offs there. <laughs> so that's a spot now. that's nice. That, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that that is—that's uh, an added—that's uh, a big benefit, I think, now to people who travel a lot, like I do. Um, but it's still—it's a great airport, and I think the city is smart to continue to invest. To keep it efficient, you hear that from people who travel in. I mean, we have clients and friends who come in from out of town. They all say the same thing: it's easy to get in and out. Um, It's fast. The location isn't amazing, but it is what it is. You can't. It's hard to change that without a bigger investment. And so, you know, I think the city ought to continue to 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 invest in. in maintaining it and making it even more efficient, because it, it's critical to economic development. So I mean, is when, that, when, does
1: that mean you want a single terminal, like they've been saying, there is going to be cheaper
2: than renovating it? Look, I'm not an expert on airport design and what is efficient, what creates efficiencies at airports. I trust. I, I think the, the I think the city and in particular the gentleman who is now running the airport have done a magnificent job um, in in coming up with a plan that can continues to sustain those efficiencies there. And I mean, look, when you're a company looking to move uh, or when you're relocating at your family, that's one of the main, that is clearly, and every study shows up as one of the um, main decision points, right? So I think maintaining the airport is critical. And I don't know that that means the plan they have is the right plan, but it ought to be something that's on the front of our mind. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: necessarily know either whether a single terminal is better than the way it currently exists. Um, my family actually is in Kansas City because of TWA. My right. grandfather worked for TWA for like 38 years and that's how he met my grandmother who was one of the first flight attendants uh ever, I guess. Um and my mother was a flight attendant and and so anyway, I, you know, I think that it's efficient at least from what I can tell. I've been in and out of a lot of airports as but well. It needs to be updated, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the, what what's weird though is You'll go to another airport, and they do have a lot more amenities. There also seems to be a lot more people, and sometimes you know you fly into KCI, and it's like, wow, this place is kind of dead. But at the same time, it's really easy to get around when there's not <laughs> right. a ton of people. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it. I think. I think it's a great facility. It's a little outdated, obviously, just architecturally and in terms of design, and on and the amenities and all that. But it runs pretty efficiently. The seeing, The idea of. I, I don't like going up and seeing one terminal not being used. Uh, yeah. you know, out of use. It's yeah, kind it's of weird. weird. And I think the idea, if you put it all together, you can, you can build more of the amenities easily. Parking's a big issue there, obviously, for those of us who travel a lot, it's not easy to get there. And then once you get there with your car, you got to put it somewhere. Yeah. The, 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 what do they call it? The terminal parking. The, the, yeah. The terminal parking is expensive. And then if you park off site, it's, it's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think. Dealing with some of those issues for those of us who travel a lot um, would be. be hold good? on. Before
0: we move on from this topic, okay. the one thing that I really hate about. We can get
1: it, talk We'll be talking more about this throughout the, the next the year. The one for thing
0: sure. that I really dislike about airports is having to take my shoes off, especially if I'm not wearing sock, sock 101.
1: 101. <laughs> so hold on. Sock101.com so business, for all your feet needs.
0: Business idea. If I could swipe my card real quick and some like little like booties sponsored by Sock 101 came out so I could put them on my bare feet. There you go. Come on, man. Or you, or you just get great.
2: TSA pre and you don't have to take your shoes
0: off.
1: No. We're, we're not. We're not, pass a background We're check. not dreaming about uh, TSA. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll move on. Uh, Next topic. Uh, first off, Danny, where are Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she will be here pretty soon. <laughs> well, I've already put in my it. request. I'm expecting you know, we're working something. on it.
2: I know that the, you have a high level of expectation. It's taken a while to uh, you know get the uh, the suite that you wanted. Mm-hmm. That you know, I
1: just you know, I just want a couple. That's I, it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we Whatever on I, it. I need to pay,
2: we'll figure it out. You know, she's doing two shows. She's doing two shows. I know. Doing, and three I'll shows take... in some cities. It's uh, this is probably one of the most. I, has any has any other performer? Garth Brooks. He did yeah, ten Gar- shows. Yeah, here. We, we all mean,
1: spent time together at the uh, Jay-Z concert.
2: Yeah, we did. Yeah, was, was, was it
1: Jay-Z and Kanye? Yeah. Jay-Z and Kanye. That was Watch one of throne. my favorite memories. It was a great was show. With you guys that was my birthday, couple friends. I mean, that was insane. It was, it was, was good fun. One. Good back yeah. in the day. Well, um, but anyway, so Danny. Yeah. We'll get it done. We'll, we'll get it updated. That's in September. Um, real quickly, would you guys ever be on a reality show? One, personally and for your business. No. Secondly. No. That's something that's being asked about in Ink Magazine very often, John. Uh, there's been an article... Well,
2: I was going to ask you to be on my reality show. Yeah,
0: nope,
1: Would you ever do it? Why wouldn't you ever do it?
0: Uh, For this reason. I think that I've I've met some people that have been on reality shows. Uh, I think there's good experiences and bad experiences, but you don't necessarily have, I don't know, enough control, I guess, over what is aired or what people perceive you as. You're famous for being yourself, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. It's You're famous for being your edited self. So it's whatever is... Uh, I don't know, controversial but or... It's or, probably
2: a double-edged sword, right? Because the things that you need to do to draw viewership and to make those shows interesting typically bring out eh, sometimes maybe parts of your personality yeah. that aren't the best, but there's also advantages to it. There are guys, We know guys with personalities here in town who've been on different uh, MTV or other reality shows that have done well with it. Yeah, You've but
0: what, a what I would say about that is the persona that is those people on TV, in my experience, has been... Far different meeting those people in person.
2: For sure. Yeah, sure, sure. There was so, an interesting interview in the New York Times uh, magazine this uh, Sunday with uh, Tyra Banks who does the uh, – what is it? I don't watch it, but the top the model or shows, something yeah. like that. And they were talking about the generational difference when they started the show 10 or 12 years ago and the people who apply and try to get you know, or, you know uh, audition for the show. Um, and how now they come in, and because of social media, and because it's a reality TV generation, they've only know they've known reality TV since they you know first memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, how differently they present themselves <laughs> right. as very specific right. characters. They know people know now when they try out. They know, what they out, they know what's going to get them on the show, and so they come in and say, "I'm going to be the you know this." Yeah, character.
1: but I think there is a difference between your business. Uh, I agree. Like I talked to a guy last night at an event. And it's going to go on Shark Tank, uh, which is a reality show. Sure, sure. Um, or you know, but you also want to protect your idea. There's all kinds yeah. of different issues. Uh, be prepared. Are you ready for a close-up? But, uh, of the three of
2: us, you are the most likely to be on a reality I, show. I probably. For I sure. had to bet. Well, well, I was wanted to be on The Apprentice. Mm, so would you go on a Donald Trump, I would have, have gone the go on The Apprentice 10
1: years ago do it was cool. I would have gone on The Apprentice. The right one. Yeah. 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 There's a political one back in the day. I would have done it, too. Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay, guys, we got a minute left in the show. John, you wanted to talk about Fetty Wap and the Kansas City Royals? Yeah, I mean— What is a trap
0: queen? Okay, well, a trap queen, by definition— because if he, it, it
1: you'll find it, if, so basically, that they've kind of become one now, Fetty Wap and uh, the, the Royals. Lorenzo Cain's music yeah, well, so using 1738. Yeah, I
0: had to look it up, and I don't know. I guess maybe, especially with Straight Out of Compton, the movie coming out, I thought maybe this is derogatory, and it's weird that the Royals would be, you know, uh, endorsing it. Yeah. But the reality is, it's <laughs> uh, the, the, well, definition, well, the definition is. A loyal or loyal, respectful and wise woman, both street smart and book smart, respectful to her family and friends, loyal to her lover. She has a style and admires many haters, but considers them fans.
2: Oh, I like that. I, like I know that. I, I everyone shocked. needs a trap queen. I was shocked, so I hope Maybe we
1: should put that in the show this week. We'll have to go back through yeah. and edit some stuff out. So can
2: we end on this? Because there's this new phenomenon. We got put, eight putting, I know putting bro before everything. You know, sure. can we get? I don't know what the terminology is. Can we get like a bro date and go see Straight Out of Compton? Yeah, yeah let's do it. They're, they're, called, do they're it. called
0: broisms, yeah, and bro-isms. there's a dictionary. <laughs> there we go. All
1: right. There we go. There hey we go. guys, thanks for coming on Grill Nation today. John, Kenny Hurritz, and Danny Piper will thanks be for back next us. week. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. <laughs>
0: Take
1: care.